It is Wednesday, December 7th, and you are listening to Run That Back. I am Scott Bunn. And I am Tom Chalmers, and this is your Indie Sports Radio. Tom, we're, we're in various positions. We should remember to put our mics in set before we go on the set air. Set our mics. Set the mics. Uh, but here we are. Uh, it's December. We're talking sports, yes. as we like to do on Run That Back. We've got Fran Murphy in the house. How are you, Fran? I'm good. It's good to be here. I didn't call you by your dad's names. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so I'm off to a good start already on this week's Run That Back. Uh, we've got a good uh, show. There's a ton of sports uh, stuff happening. Sports? Uh, but we've got Tim Jackson, our good old hey. college football buddy, who's going to be calling in in a few minutes. So uh, looking forward to that. Maybe we'll start off with some World Cup. Right. Uh, I know Tim will be disappointed that we're not saving this discussion for him. Well, we can save some <laughs> hockey talk for Tim, maybe. But yes, yeah, so uh, the World Cup went from the group stage yeah. uh, to the round of 16, known as the knockout round, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, winner go home, um, does involve... Uh, penalty kicks a lot mm-hmm. of times some people who weren't as familiar with the format was like how come there's not penalty kicks with this one why yeah. are there ties like, yeah we'll get there and Don't we worry. did we did um, but it was weird today was our first day without a world cup game in like what two and a half weeks and i was like wait a second shouldn't there be soccer on right shouldn't there be world-class athletes it's, playing you know, soccer like a day without them? art kind of thing or like <laughs> yeah. oh i see what it is not <sighs> to have this <laughs> yes I, sh- I shall appreciate moving forward but it, it's always weird during world cup times where you're just like but i thought we had awesome games today <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyways and we will uh, also be without tomorrow as it returns on yeah, friday that's right um uh, with the uh, the elite eight, uh, so we'll be talking about um, some of that, but we should probably lead. Should we're uh, obligated mm. to talk about the U.S. men's national team? Right, um, Fran, we go to you. You, you must be uh, <laughs> in your glory. The, the U.S. was eliminated. <laughs> yeah, Fran, who famously likes to zag when everybody else zigs. Yes. Was that on your vision board? <laughs> Did you have a picture of Christian Pulisic crying? Yeah, Clay, Clay Thompson losing with his head hanging. and yeah, uh, I post those and I put them on my wall. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, yes. Um, so, kudos to the U.S. team for making it to the knockout round. Um, had they by this time last week? I can't even remember. Uh, th- there's just been so much World Cup. I, I think... They had yes, they had made it. We talked about that last mm-hmm. game. That was really cool. So then they were they played the Netherlands on Saturday. Uh, so it's confession time. We often like to say, uh, "Did you watch the game for really big games?" So Scott, did you watch the game? No, um, unfortunately. Uh, and what did you do instead? I uh, did a sporting activity. Yes. Um, so uh, Levi has joined the Boy Scouts. Yes. And I committed to doing a 10-mile urban hike mm. that went from AVL Technologies north of North Asheville, 10 miles past the Grove Park Inn, and then down to the McDonald's of Biltmore Village. Just out of internet range. Well, I was <laughs> checking scores, but I was like, okay, is anybody trying to watch this game like on delay they're like yeah don't tell the score so i was just checking in and we'd be like it's two nothing oh it's three one yeah so yeah i we were checking it so didn't get to watch it live how about you tom did you watch the game no 
Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, did not. Uh, I was uh, on a film shoot. Uh, ah, some yeah. folks uh, I work with are doing a series of instructional videos mm-hmm. for uh, caregivers for yes. those with dementia um, as they have um, been able to teach the world that using elements of improv, saying yes and, and meeting these people yeah. halfway rather than constantly correcting them or otherwise uh, is, a, is a very valuable approach. So uh, good work. I was being an actor. Yes. And also uh, doing good deeds with your acting skills. Uh, 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 it weren't for free. I'm just saying that much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you were like, where's my trailer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's craft services here? Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I did. Uh, that's the whole thing. So yeah, ch- checking scores and making sure to sort of like hide the phone so it's not in the shot. And yeah. Like, Great. That's the good take. But your phone was on the bed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. so having to sort of like bury it in the nightstand each time. Yes. It, it was fun to talk with the scoutmaster beforehand, where I was like, "Yeah, uh, like right as we were about to start the hike, I was like, yeah, good timing on this. I really wanted to watch the U.S. men's team.'" And he was like, "I'm devastated that I did this." <laughs> he said, "I had no idea. I really wanted to watch the game. If I had known, we would have." not done this then that is where and we'll talk why that was uh netherlands getting out to uh, an early decisive lead you're yeah. sort of like oh, okay because yeah. if you were like one one i one, know two. Yeah. okay let's roll this roll yeah. get, print it go but yeah. two nothing you're yeah. like yeah this ain't yeah, happening yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and uh, uh to that point it makes sense again to, yeah. to, you're in the round of 16 which is the the elite countries yep. um that feature you know all these players like oh, i know him yeah oh i know him oh he's on my favorite team yeah i know him and then you're like oh this guy's coming off their bench yeah yeah wow so we uh we talk about that something uh, i do get frustrated when uh people okay yeah o- only one team can be the champion yeah. kind yep. of thing so your team did about as well as they could have yeah. uh, expected I, I i said this with the the yankees mm-hmm. i know this sort of thing it's like oh good you you beat the indians in the first round mm-hmm. good you 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 won the thing. You had a chance to win. And then when you played the better team, the Astros, of course you lost kind of thing. Um, and then same thing. Yeah, the Netherlands are just uh, filled with m- more experienced players, <laughs> uh, uh, Van Dyke and otherwise, a very experienced coach. Yeah, and Louis So, yeah, just uh, some of the inexperience and, and some of the coaching decisions showed to be like, huh, yeah, no, that didn't work out for you. And also, we just don't have the talent to match right. that team. Or um, the size. And, and yeah. so we really needed we... Um, we're on that team, mm. U.S. Uh, uh, team. Um, we just don't quite have the talent that matches uh, their club mm-hmm. as plucky, gritty as we can be. And yeah, and so you need like a few breaks to go your way if the the U.S. team and that it's, didn't happen. So it'll circle back in watching the u.s england match the friday mm-hmm. after thanksgiving yeah uh with my brother-in-law and you know other side oh and then being like why are you so excited about a zero zero tie you yeah. like no you don't understand this was yeah. our win yep. this this was the game where we went up against the elite level and showed that for at least the, these 90 minutes yep. um we could be their equal um they're like i guess so yeah <laughs> yeah Yay, zero, zero. and it's the one sport in which the U.S. is an underdog, lucky yep. underdog. So it's kind of fun to play that role instead of the bully. But you, you also said like I like being the bully too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, than otherwise. Yeah. So that that there was again there are a lot of surprises in mm-hmm. the the group stage with seeing you know uh, you know uh, Germany not advance. Mm-hmm. You're like what and 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 others you just couldn't believe our even just you know Argentina losing in the first round to right. Saudi Arabia I believe that was or otherwise. Uh, yeah. Um. So there was a lot of oh fun, but uh, as often plays out in tournaments and playoffs otherwise mm-hmm. like okay but eventually like the yeah. better teams win Pretty for a reason yeah. um, but we have seen morocco advance they beat spain they were the yeah. one surprise yeah um, so there is that which again i wanted to talk to you and i don't mean anything um dismissive about it but just when certain things happen it's like so in in the uh Penalty kicks for that uh, afterwards. So again, you, each team gets five. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, if you get to a certain point of like, well, you can't catch up. So uh, Morocco ended up winning 3-0. Yeah. <laughs> so Spain did not score a single penalty kick. Yeah. Um, and then same thing, uh, Japan and their uh, match against Croatia mm-hmm. um, got one of four. One again. of four. Whereas yeah. I remember there was a, uh, a, a Liverpool match um, that went to uh, 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 Chelsea, well, they literally went ten ten. Yeah, they had like, they didn't miss like at, at yeah. any point. Yeah, um, and it finally ended up winning like twelve eleven. So I'm always like, oh, COVID. Uh, know, like, why can't yeah. we kick penalty kicks anymore? I was like, well, COVID, maybe. Yeah, uh, there was one. I think it was Spain where I read that their coach was like, like drilling them on penalty kicks, like they were going crazy mm-hmm. on penalty kicks. For weeks, like that's the thing. We're not going to lose via penalty kicks, and they lost via penalty kicks. They did. So, um, yeah. so it's fun. It's nice to have one, you know, one Butler mm-hmm. uh, in, yes, in the group right. to, to make a college basketball reference. So, hooray, Morocco, and uh, for the stands to be mostly populated by Morocco yeah. fans from where it was yeah. was really fun. Again, I didn't get to see that fully yeah. live. I caught some of it. Um, so, just the energy from the stadium was really cool. Yeah, but then, as you say, we get into the heavy hitters and also just the uh, loveliness of um, international soccer. So we have a matchup of France versus England. Mm. And you're like, not only is it a great matchup soccer-wise, you're like, these two countries haven't liked each other for 2,000 <laughs> years, you know? And so you're like... There are several Netflix yeah, specials about this history. Yes. There are Shakespearean monologues about <laughs> this conflict, yes. you know? Like, like, yeah, they replay speeches from Henry V about this. So you're like, yeah, this is, um, this is a delightful matchup of two countries that really don't like each other um so yeah i i i like those kinds of things Mm -hmm. um so yeah that'll be really fun and that that uh, was the one disappointment of spain not advancing as Mm -hmm. it would have been spain versus portugal which also would have been a really interesting which have been great uh, Uh, island neighbors battle do we have to talk about ronaldo um I just think... Uh, Are we obligated to? <laughs> yes. uh, it's just not been a good year for yeah. aging great athletes. Mm. There's just there's another example, again, with you know Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers yeah. and otherwise, and people are just sort of like, we get it. And again, he... Now, if he, when he plays in the next mm-hmm. match, uh, he most likely won't start, but will come in as a sub. He yeah. will have played more uh, World Cup matches than any yeah. other uh, male player ha- has ever. Um, so, I guess we recognize your greatness, but enough already. He's just so your, 
petulant with their eye rolling yeah. and like why don't i get just just please get out of my way yeah put yeah. this ball in the net for me but it's a team sport and right. he's just so yeah. it was cool to see it work out that the coach was sort of annoyed by his reaction yeah. of being taken off didn't start him in this last game they did great the young player who took us yeah. place scored two goals and had an assist it was great uh, yeah uh, and they're like yeah i think we'll be fine and it's like we want you to come with us but we'll be fine uh Without you as our featured player, and that's what happened uh, happening in his club team at yeah. Manchester United. Like the same thing is happening. Yeah. Like, I wonder who's the p- common problem here. <laughs> you know, it's not the media. Yes. You know, so uh, so there's also and then yeah, uh, Argentina uh, mm-hmm. looked fantastic. Really happy to see you know Messi get that first goal yep. get, with a lot of pressure coming in of like how come Messi has never been able to bring his country the cup uh, we don't know if that will happen it's really hard <laughs> yes, yes it sure is uh so yeah that they, they are uh, pretty fantastic uh, and uh so uh, who else is uh, represented that we're willing to mention uh, yes i'm blanking right now i don't have it of course the netherlands me. yes the netherlands i are they playing morocco no <laughs> we're not being good sportscasters right now but anyways um I'll be watching. It's that, been fun. Out, it is understandable if people are like, well, the USA isn't in it anymore, so I'm not interested. That's fine. Root, root for the team uh, that you know, wears the, the uniform that you identify with. Um, but if you have any interest in quality soccer, um, put yourself in front of these matches because you will just see incredible play. Here we go. Morocco, Portugal, Netherlands, Argentina. Yeah. Great match. England, France. And then Croatia, Brazil. Yeah. Remember that Croatia was the runner-up of the last World Cup or the last Euros. I can't remember which one. But Croatia is a solid team. And Brazil's looked very good. Um, They kind of walked over their last match. It was Japan or Korea. I can't remember. I think Korea. Mm -hmm. And um, But Croatia's a a plucky team. Very, very hard team. Uh, to play against, so yeah, we've got and some really where good you go, Wait, I, I know. Again, you'll see yeah. a lot, a lot of uh, Premier League players oh, on, yeah. on, on that team that you didn't realize. A lot of itches. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If there's an itch in the Premier League, they're probably playing on that, except for Pulisic. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah. So so hooray for all of it, and uh, uh, bring it on. Bring on the, the quality soccer. Bring it on. All right. Um, we teased it at the beginning of the program. You know, when we want to talk about hockey and the NHL, we bring in our friend Tim Jackson. What am I talking about? Tim Jackson only really follows one sport, and it's college football. Hi, Tim. How are you? How's it going, guys? Going well. Good to hear your voice. I, I hey. I might. Hey, I, did, I, I did watch like um, three minutes of a Seattle Kraken game this year. So. <laughs> it's a pretty cool name. It is a cool name, and they had some kind of, uh, I don't know, it was a jersey that was alluded to some other Seattle team from the past. Yeah. And I was like, oh, those jerseys are really cool. So that caught my attention for three minutes, and then I flipped it over to college football. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Back to Toledo. Back and- to Maxion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Toledo and Miami of Ohio. That was a big game. <laughs> yeah, the, it, it's required viewing in some households. <laughs> but I, I said this kind of clumsily on Facebook, but let's see if it translates, that uh, there's no such thing as the college football if a college football tree lands in the woods is you know does it make a sound uh because you are there to hear it you are always 
bearing witness to college football. <laughs> that is correct. I'm already excited about the bowl season, which kicks off December 16th. Um, of course, I'm in a little bit of morning state that, uh, you know, my Crimson Tide did not make it to the playoffs. But, you know, I will, I will be okay. Well, let's start there. What happened with Alabama? I mean, they – hold on. I've got the stat here um, just so I can set it up. Al- Alabama missed its second college football playoff ever. Saban has won six national titles in 12 years and has made seven playoff appearances since the format's introduction in 2014. So what happened this year? You know, it's a good question. Um, <laughs> I had less of a, a, a good take on this Alabama team than any I ever remember. You know, going into the mm. season, I talked to you guys. I thought Bama would be right there, would be another top four. And somehow they barely missed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people would argue that they should have been the fourth team. Uh, I'm not really one of those people, but. Yeah, they only lost two games on the final play of the game by a total of four <laughs> points. Um, but I don't know. This team just didn't seem to have the heart, the grit, um, the leadership of some past Bama teams. Um, I don't know. You just never knew. They they would play down to the opponent often. Uh, they just, I don't know, sometimes it looked like they were going through the motions. They weren't taking it seriously. I don't know, maybe they had too much NIL um, money to play with and they weren't thinking about football. But, but yeah, this Bama team uh, and, of course, the Alabama Crimson Tide fans are pointing a lot of fingers at offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien. As you guys are right. big NFL fans, mm-hmm. that's a, a, a name that you know. And uh, also defensive coordinator Pete Golding, of course, Bama fans are basically begging for both of them to be out because there was just no improvements in the offense or defense uh, from last year, even though the talent was there. And on paper, um, offense and defense should have been better than last year, and they they were not. So it was a mystery watching this team all season long. Uh, And again, you can say, you know, the two losses by a total of four points, but there were some near losses Mm. to Texas A&M, which would have been hugely embarrassing considering the season that A&M had uh, to the University of Texas. The Longhorns almost lost that game. So, you know, it was was just a really up and down year, um, which was disappointing from a, a Crimson Tide fan, but still an exciting year in college football overall. I agree. Yeah, Tim, with, with those victories, particularly I, uh, I was somewhere where the, the, the Alabama-Texas game was on. It was, it was mm-hmm. visiting with some family up north, and it was kind of on in the brewery we were at, and sort of like, oh, they found a way to like do just enough at the end to win that game. So I thought that was right. sort of impressive for Saban as a coach to know how to you know come back and get those three points on the last drive, all that kind of stuff, but it was less impressive for the program itself. Mm. Like the program itself right. should not need a last-minute field goal against uh, uh, Sarkeesian's Texas team that was sort of still figuring itself out and didn't right. fare all that well this year. So uh, it's clear, yeah, Saban's still clearly a really good coach, but th- there's something about the, the program. Um, now, whether that has to do with a transfer portal and other things. So I, I think we can say there's a couple things we're going to talk about, which is like where uh, Alabama is and then where the rest of these programs have gotten mm-hmm. to, particularly Georgia. 
Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, but but just that again. They had a couple impressive victories, but I, I, you're just thinking like you shouldn't. Yeah, I was sort of saying this about the Buffalo Bills recently mm-hmm. too. Like you shouldn't need to barely win at the end. I mean, congrats for doing so. That is the sign yeah, of yeah. some quality. But uh, I, I was annoyed years past. We were like, oh my god, here they are winning by 38 points again. <laughs> yeah. um, but there was a reason because they were well coached, well stocked at every. Uh, position um played every down hard even the 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 last two minutes the the special teams they just did everything well and they still sort of did that but they just didn't uh wow you with uh boy their players are clearly so much better than ours right yeah and uh, as you allude to that texas game you know at the time i tried to convince myself you know every team has a close game and so it's good we had this one early and you know that's going to make you know the the players more focused and everybody's going to have more energy and and uh concentration and the yeah that that didn't happen it just did not happen so um so yeah, there's definitely something uh, amiss a little bit, and you referenced the transfer portal. I mean, what a crazy, you know, <laughs> it, it's it's uh, it's stunning what's going on. You know, just since the end of the season, or a little bit before the end of the season, I know Alabama, for instance, has ten players in the transfer portal already. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, just the swapping up of, of, uh, of players is, is hard to track, uh, hard to keep up with. And, um, you know, it, it can really make a difference. You know, you look at USC, uh, which hmm. has who I think will probably win the Heisman trophy, Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. you know, he was a transfer from Oklahoma to USC. So you've got these, you know, transfer players making immediate impacts and, and major impacts on their team. Um, and then, you know, in, in some cases, uh, not so much, um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, the transfer portal, when you're seeing 10, 12, 15 guys leave your program and uh, you know, maybe, seven eight ten come in Mm -hmm. it's just uh it's really tough now to have that roster management that you could have had just a few years ago just a quick explanation if folks don't know so it used to be that if you wanted to transfer school usually you would have to sort of like sit for a year Mm -hmm. Uh, you can um they didn't want you just kind of jump from program to program and they sort of uh, and it came back that people were like, well, if coaches can move sort of from school to school, why can't right. players? So now you literally can be like, oh, yeah, I want to go to another school to go to graduate school because they have a class that isn't offered here. And there's all these reasons you can just sort of jump schools now. Um, so it does make the product more interesting. But if uh, for programs like Alabama, I can see how it is frustrating. And it's it's going to change like Saban's very well coordinated recruiting um you know advantage that he has like he's got that system down pat so it's a new system that he's going to have to figure out how to navigate and he will it's like and he will it's like yeah. coach k with the one and done totally totally yeah uh, but i do before we take a break tim i did want to ask so uh which bowl is uh, like you're disappointed you basically finished fifth this year you know uh so what bowl is alabama um scheduled to play in so alabama will be in the sugar bowl which will be played on the morning of new year's eve um so it's uh, 11 o'clock my time noon for you guys so it's alabama versus kansas state 
so that should be a pretty decent game. Sugar Bowl, obviously, a, a good traditional bowl, so that should be fun. Um, and then they've got the, the Music City Bowl is at the same time, and then, of course, the two playoffs are that night. So you got the Fiesta Bowl at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock your time, Peach Bowl at – Seven o'clock, eight o'clock your time, and so uh, so yeah, Alabama, Kansas State, and the Sugar Bowl kind of kicks off a uh, a New Year's Eve schedule that should have a lot of good football. That is interesting because uh, Kansas State is the team that beat TCU in mm-hmm. overtime in their mm-hmm. conference final, uh, and even though T- uh, TCU is is third, and it was Ohio State who ended up sort of like moving up and getting that fourth spot. Uh, Nick right. Saban sort of you know went on to even sort of campaigning for uh, Alabama to get in, and he was like, "Well, I mean, I thought this was about the four best teams getting in, kind of thing." And if you just sort right. of look at t- you know TCU had some great comebacks, some great wins. They mm-hmm. only had that one loss in overtime in their conference final to Kansas State, but he was like, but come on, I mean, look like how many of those players are going to go to the NFL yeah. as opposed right. to I was like, so do you want the best teams or do you want the best story yeah, to, right. to make it to the final four? And right. I, I think he sort of knew it wasn't going to happen, but it, he wasn't totally wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know? he made a case like, right. If it is best four, like, come on, like, yeah, yeah Ohio State, that makes sense. There's, you know, uh, at least eight, ten players are going to go to the NFL. So, uh, again, I think he was probably talk, talking more about TCU than Ohio State. Yeah, I think I think he probably was. And and you're exactly right. I think in, in terms of talent, uh, so in terms of a best four uh, talent level, I mean, certainly Alabama's uh, got more talent than TCU. Um, probably Michigan as well, and pretty close to Georgia and Ohio State. But um, but yeah, that that second loss really I, was tough to overlook. I was going to say, like, then win your games, you know, if you're the yeah. better team, you know, like that's what it comes down to, right? Yeah, exactly right. And so I don't uh, personally have a problem. I will say this about that. So the, a lot of the talking heads when it was possible that, you know, TCU was going to lose to Kansas State in the champions in their, you know, their championship game, the Big 12 championship game. Um, and you could, it was so clear that a lot of the talking heads did not want Alabama slipping in there. Yes. And so they kept saying, um, well, you know, you can't be punished for going to your championship game, <laughs> you know, even if you lose. But look what happened to USC. Mm-hmm. They lost in their championship game, and they slipped from four to ten. Yeah, they certainly were punished, you know. And so it was just like, come on, you know, give me a break. It's like, hey, I get it. Georgia, Michigan, zero losses. TCU and Ohio State, one loss each. But you can't tell me that. I, I mean, a loss does matter. And the committee hammered USC and dropped them six spots for that loss in their championship game to Utah. So, uh, so that part was kind of humorous to me um, that they kept saying, no, you can't be punished for losing in your championship game. Of course you can. That's happened every year since there's been a playoff. So, yeah. It's always like, um, it's the same idea when, when you get into the MVP is like, well, is it the, t- the player that was most valuable to the team or is it just, it, this is the, the best player. The best player. Uh, it's Wednesday shortly after the 7.30 click on the clock, which means that it is time for the Run That Back local sports calendar, as Asheville FM is so good to do a few times a day to provide the local uh, concert and event calendar. We try to do our part, and so once a week we provide you with the local sports calendar, which is put to you together for you by Fran Murphy. Fran, take it away. 
Thanks, Tom. The Charlotte Hornets were defeated 119-117 last night at the hands of the LA Clippers. Kawhi Leonard hit the game winner with one second remaining in the game. Charlotte is now 7-17, and the next Mm. game will be held tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. UNC Bulldog basketball defeated Tennessee Martin 90-83 last weekend. The Bulldogs are now 5-3, and and their next game will be played this Saturday against the Dayton Flyers. On Monday, the Carolina Panthers waived quarterback Baker Mayfield. Yesterday, Mayfield (laughs) was claimed by the L.A. Rams and could possibly be the team's starter moving forward. The Carolina Hurricanes were defeated 3-4 last night in their matchup with the Anaheim Ducks. Carolina is now 14-6-6, and their next game will be played this Saturday against the New York Islanders. And lastly, UNC field hockey head coach Karen Shelton announced her retirement earlier today. Shelton ends her 42-year career as the winningest coach in NCAA field hockey history with 25 ACC championships and 10 national championships. That's awesome. Thank you, Fran. Nice inclusion. Yeah, that's, that's really good stuff. Uh, we're talking college football with old friend Tim Jackson. Um, and often, um, Tim will call in and Tom will have, um, you know, directed, not rage, but, uh, frustration of, about Alabama's dominance. Uh, but you have a different take on it this time. Look, I, I just don't know why, like, they, the Yankees are constantly <laughs> derided, but somehow Alabama is like the feel-good story, yeah. you know, even though they win every single year. Um, but uh, my thing is, uh, I think much of Georgia's uh, excellence over the last year can be attributed to having to be good enough to get out of their division by beating Alabama. Yeah. So Georgia is only as good as they are because they uh, had to... Uh, be as good as the, the big brother or otherwise um alabama so uh i think you know 10 percent of the uh the, the proceeds uh, should be uh, diverted to uh, alabama um because uh it, it is my belief that uh, georgia is is much better than the other three teams uh in in the college football playoff yeah georgia looked great um i expected them to be lsu in the sec championship but not quite as badly as they did beat them and um yeah i i mean i think when you look at georgia um georgia definitely took the uh the bama blueprint mm-hmm. in terms of uh printing uh of recruiting and their sort of offensive philosophies yeah you know, the bama philosophy from a few years ago you know that could be physical mm-hmm. uh that had an offensive line that could just bulldoze some people uh, a good mix of the run in the past and so, yeah, definitely Georgia um, knew uh, who they had to beat, and uh, and sure enough, they've done it. So, you know, hats off to, to Kirby Smart and the, the Bulldogs. So and that's Alabama's defense, turn to get back. Yeah. The defensive line, like that was always the thing that, like, Alabama could hang, hang its hat on, you know, where yeah. it's just like – Tom, you often say this, you know, the largest, fastest man. Go in get the me world. a building. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And Alabama always has that. Now it kind of feels like Georgia has that advantage. Yeah, they definitely do. I mean, uh, Jalen Carter um, for Georgia, defensive tackle. You know, I really thought he should have been a Heisman candidate mm. and making his way yes, to I like that. New York. Um, when you have. You know, just on that team, you know, you got Stetson Bennett as a highest one candidate. 
I think Jalen Carter is far more uh, better player than Stetson Bennett. So, uh, but you're, yeah, you're exactly right. That defensive line for Georgia is just you know totally world class, um, and and yeah, the, the defense as a whole has has been outstanding this year and last year. Uh, but, so but, yeah. um, so Georgia is the team to beat for sure. Tim, even the Stetson Bennett, uh, I think, sort of goes mm. back to the sort of previous Alabama model, yeah. kind of the A.G. Yeah. McCarron of like perfectly solid quarterback, but there's mm-hmm. been so much talent and personality built into the uh, quarterback at Alabama of late that sometimes that can sort of be hard to, to manage and you rely on it a little too much, mm. um, which is, again, we saw previously a lot of Alabama quarterbacks would come to the NFL and you'd be like, eh, you know, not that good. Sure, right. you were on a great program, right. all that kind of stuff, and people don't necessarily anticipate Stetson Bennett to translate to a, a first-round draft pick. No. Um, but right. there's something about that. Like, he's good. He makes good decisions in the right time, but he is not the... Um, you know the the shining bright star at the center of a universe um, that if he doesn't have an amazing game will be fine yeah you're exactly right I mean his stats um, 20 touchdowns six interceptions 3425 yards are very similar to you know kind of the uh, the Bama quarterbacks like you said the AJ McCarron type of Greg McElroy all those kind of guys prior to this last you know before you hit the Jalen Hurts to uh, mm-hmm. Mac Jones and and now Bryce um, yeah that game manager type that makes the good decisions doesn't get you beat uh, so you're exactly right that Stetson Bennett is that sort of uh, Alabama from a few years ago. Really, Georgia's whole team looks very similar to Alabama from you know six years ago, and so uh, they found a, a winning formula and, and they're dominating right now. Uh, so I do want to shift to one off the field thing, um, which is um, usually when the University of Colorado announces a new head coach, I don't hear about it. Um, uh, so Colorado did hire a new coach and I heard quite a bit about it. And, uh, Deion Sanders is their, um, new head coach, uh, coming off of a few seasons of very successfully, uh, leading Jackson state, including 12 and 0 this year. Yeah. And so, um, so he's now, He's leaving an HBCU, um, which is uh, slightly controversial uh, uh, as well, because he he sort of made a commitment to, to do that. But now he's going to a much larger college football program. Um, so, uh, Tim, what are what are your thoughts about uh, prime time in Boulder? <laughs> well, you know, I, I've been somewhat bewildered as why the Colorado Buffaloes have not had better teams mm. um you know we go back to uh you have to go all the way back to like uh rick newheisel's teams yeah. from uh the like 95 98 something like that that uh had some good teams he had a winning percentage of about 70 percent while he was there and then it's just tanked since then so they had to do something uh they've had terrible teams pretty much for the last 20 years um, and so I think for Colorado, it's a great hire. I mean, obviously, just what you said, Scott, um, you don't normally hear. I mean, did anyone hear about Carl Durrell's 
hiring or Mel Tucker or Mike McIntyre or Joe Embry or Dan Hawk, you know, <laughs> I don't know who those people those are. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, but, and so none of those were a splash hire. And then, uh, but Dion, obviously he's got the name recognition. He's got the flash. He knows how to play the press. Um, so there's no question that he will have recruits, uh, coming into Boulder, Colorado. So, you know, good for Colorado. Uh, I will say, as, as you said, it's, you know, he made a big deal out of the HBCU thing and sort of that commitment. And, you know, we can have great football on this level. Um, and then to leave so quickly um, is, is kind of unfortunate, yeah. I think. But, you know, I, I think that it's a the great thing about Colorado is it is a program where, Dion can really make a name for himself as a head coach. You know, they, they don't have any legendary head coach in their uh, history. And so he, he can be the guy. He doesn't have to follow anyone's shadow. So, uh, uh, And you do have USC and UCLA uh, moving out of that conference soon. So. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I think Colorado is going to be poised to really have a, a strong run uh, with Dion, uh, there's as head coach and, um, yeah, like, you know, I mean, you look at how they, you know, there hasn't been a lot of, uh, powerful football coming out of the West in general, you know, yeah. USC and UCLA had pretty good years this year, but they haven't in the last few years. Washington sometimes is an okay team. Sometimes not Utah, of course, was pretty good. Uh, this year, last year, but yeah, I think I think that Dion is in a, a great position to put Colorado football on the map. Uh, and then, you know, usually Tim, we we have fun with you on uh, on the bowl games, um, mm-hmm. but I did want to ask. I I think this is the first year he's doing it. Maybe it's the second year, but Jimmy Kimmel has his own bowl, so it's the Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> Las Vegas Bowl. You know, Kimmel was. Yeah. Is from Las Vegas. He grew up there, um, but I, I, I actually kind of like that. Where it's like, why, why can't I sponsor a bowl? Why can't it just be me? Uh, so I think that uh, that's pretty great. So, will you be watching the Jimmy Kimmel Las Vegas Bowl, Tim? Oh yeah, no, no question about it. So, uh, but yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. I think last year was his first year to do that, and so, um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. You know, being in the state of Alabama. The bowl season kicks off on Friday, December 16th, and it has a couple of uh, Alabama teams, Miami of Ohio. I know you guys love some action. <laughs> Miami of Ohio versus UAB. Yeah. And then that's the Bahamas Bowl. And then the Cure Bowl. Um, I'm not sure if Robert Smith will be there. Does anyone <laughs> even know who Robert Smith is? Anybody yeah, there? you're among friends. We know what <laughs> the, you're talking about. That's right. So the Cure Bowl um, has Troy which is from Troy, Alabama, versus uh, UTSA. So, you know, right off the bat, I'm watching both of those games. So, um, and and yeah, the the Las Vegas Bowl, um, which is that following day, uh, Jimmy Kimmel's bowl game is Saturday, December 17th. And it has really one of the better games of the first week or so of of the bowls, which is Florida versus Oregon State. So that's a good game. Florida, Oregon State, and the Jimmy Kimmel Las Vegas Bowl is going to be a a good one in that first week of bowl games. And will that be at the Death Star where where, where the the Raiders play? (laughs) I'm not. I'm guessing. Yes, I'm guessing it is, but uh, but I do not know for sure. But uh, but that's where. 
I mean, how many football stadiums are in Las Vegas? So, yeah, I'm guessing that's where it, it's got to be there. Uh, so, Tim, uh, we'll say goodbye to you, but do us a favor. I don't think you've done this in past years. Can you keep track of how many bowls you do see and then maybe give us a, a percentage breakdown of, <laughs> of how many uh, out of all the bowls that are presented, how many you actually see. I would love to have that number at the end of the season. And did at any I point can, did you go I to can, a screen and screen? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I can definitely do that. And you know one of the things about having, uh, having Hulu Live is then you can tune in on your uh, computer. So even if I don't work, I'm watching college football. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> yes, that's what we like to hear. Feel it. <laughs> All right. Hey, Tim, as usual, we love talking to you, love talking about college football, uh, and enjoy the bowl season as only you can. Yes, Tim, happy holidays, but more importantly, happy bowl season. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Same to you guys. Have a great holiday season, and hope you catch a few bowl games. Shifting from college football to professional football yes. to the NFL, I did want to have a very specific complaint about the NFL. I do love NFL Red Zone, and because my favorite team, the Bills, had played on Thursday night and beat the New England Patriots, I'll say no more. Uh, but uh, so I had like an afternoon to watch football just without my favorite team. So watching Red Zone, there were great games in the afternoon. There was 49ers, Dolphins. There was Chiefs, Bengals, Raiders, Chargers, mm -hmm. your favorite team, the Raiders. Uh, but there was just way too much Seahawks, Rams. Now, that was turned out to be a pretty good game and mm -hmm. came down to the end. But at the same time, like... There was way too much of it. I was like, there are three other games right now, and they're all really good and really like juicy matchups for different reasons. And I'm like, I don't need to see former Wake Forest quarterback John <laughs> Wolford not completing passes, you know? So I At was the forty. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is not where my interests lie. Like Mahomes and Burrow are playing right now. We should be seeing most of those plays. Right. We do like to congratulate ourselves here that there is there's no um, corporate officer deciding what gets played. Right, All the right. DJs choose their own playlist. Yeah. Otherwise, sometimes you do wonder the agenda. Like, yeah. all right, did somebody owe uh, Seattle mm -hmm. a favor? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we made them a little too upset. Yeah. yeah. So that was uh, that was my big thing for this weekend. But it was a terrific afternoon of NFL. Sure. Yeah. Which is uh, to that. So you have not had a Sunday afternoon of bills football in quite a while quite a while because you had two thursdays and then i think a, a late game yeah and then so we'll play uh we i'm on the team the bills play the jets but then the next week against the dolphins was also supposed to be a sunday game and they flexed it to saturday so that's going to be a saturday 8 15 wow. game at night in Buffalo in December. so Which is exactly what you wanted the second that swoon yeah. uh, game was done. Yeah, and it, yeah. when it, everybody was dying of heat, they were like, we'll see you in December. So <laughs> that should be fun. Uh, all right, we come to the end of the show for a segment we call Coffin Corner, which recognizes those from the world of sports and entertainment who ha have left us this week. And uh, uh, sadly, the, the, the list is considerable. Um, so... Uh, from sports, uh, Gaylord Perry, Hall of yeah. Fame pitcher, known for the the knuckleball and uh, not the knuckleball, the I'm, juice ball, the, the, the ju juice right. ball. Um, uh, what are we? Uh, spitball. The spitball, right? Yeah. Um, and so, he was famously 
good at it yes. and avoiding detection. Yes. Not like Joe Necro who would like, right. throw stuff. But yeah, he was he was a character. Uh, he was. Um, uh, uh, Nick Bollettieri, who is the Hall mm. of Fame tennis coach, who That's coached right. Andre Agassi and, and so many others. Yeah. Um, the, the school down in Florida, I believe. Um, uh, for, also from sports. Uh, Mills Lane, who is the sort of legendary mm. boxing referee. Mills Lane, yeah, tell me that. Now, gentlemen, uh, also a TV personality. Had, should we interview We him? should have Mills Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, got his own sort of Judge Judy uh, show, yeah. uh, which was uh, kind of specific. Um, uh uh, Ursula Hayden, who was part of Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, yeah, um, that was celebrated in the the Netflix series, um, yeah, and then Departed Netflix series. I wish that was yeah. still going. Thanks for listening to Run That Back. We'll see you next week.